Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Thursday, guys. Andrew, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm fired up. How are you? I'm doing well. Edwin, how are you doing today? It's Thursday. It is. I mean, it could only be better. I mean... If it were Friday, maybe. We're, I don't we're, know. We're almost we, there. We are busy bees around here this week because Vacation Bible School is kicking off Sunday night. We're talking about fearless faith and doing lessons from the book of Acts. And if you're in the Tampa area, you've got some young ones. We'd love for you to come out to our Vacation Bible School. Uh, the classes are for two years old up through eighth grade. But then there will also be a session for adults. This is not a drop-off Vacation Bible School. we got something great for all the family. So go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org, click on the banner, get registered, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday. All right, as we're continuing our study and discussion of Psalm 98, I'm going to be reading from the New International Version, Psalm 98 from the NIV. Just, just by the way, how did it feel when you expected somebody else to talk and they didn't? <laughs> I'm just, just saying, just saying, you know, go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's okay. I'll just make my own segues as I do. All right, Psalm 98, a psalm. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpet and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. We've been taking a look at some very big picture issues from this psalm, especially how it ties back to the Exodus, how it would look uh, maybe ahead, even from when the psalm was written, but maybe the psalm comes after looking at the release from Babylon. We talked a little bit yesterday about the confusing point about God remembering. Does he forget? And there was a simple answer to that. Does God forget? No. No, he doesn't. And so we talked about how that worked. If you're if you're wanting, if you're wanting to understand that whole concept of God remembering, listen to yesterday's episode. Today... I guess I'm just going to talk about the big pink elephant in the room when it comes to some of the Psalms. Not as many as you might think, Andrew, you were pointing out to me as we talked about I it. was pointing that out. But in some of the Psalms, big pink elephant in the room, depending how you came to this podcast, you may or may not be aware that the congregation that sponsors this, for which uh, the three of us here work with the congregation and teaching and preaching, our congregation <clears throat> does not use liars, harps, trumpets, shofars, as worship for God. We do not have electric guitars either, or drum sets, or pipe organ, or piano, mm -hmm. we, or tambourines, or cymbals. Here we have in the Psalms, on multiple occasions, and as you get to the end of the Psalms, it uh, picks up a little bit. Here it looks like a command to use all of those things. Just the scripture straight up tells us, it just commands it, sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre, and the sound of melody with trumpets and the sound of the horn. And so we get it. Uh, if you know anything about us, uh, you, you're probably wondering, how can we as a congregation do the exact opposite 
of what this says. We don't talk about it very much here because that's not really what the purpose of text talk is or our, or our blog posts. But every once in a while, I feel like we probably should just go ahead and bring it up. Let's talk about it a little bit. So, Andrew, share some things with me. Well, just clarifying what you said there a minute ago about doing the exact opposite of it. You're talking about in relation to playing particular musical instruments in worship. And yes. here in a church, in our worship assemblies, we don't do that. That's correct, because we do sing. Because so, we do sing. Yeah, yeah and, we don't sit silently, you know, which the, I guess would be the... The singing that we're entreated to sing often in the Psalms, we do sing. Yes. But there's also this entreaty uh, in the Psalm, we'll play this instrument or play that instrument. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the translations, I think, speak a little clearer to particular instruments, you know, maybe than others. You said the shofar a minute ago, and that's absolutely right, the lyre or the harp. An aspect of worship in the Old Testament, Israel's tabernacle and temple worship, was musical instruments. Mm -hmm. That when God set his nation Israel in order, he prescribed a priesthood, um, the Levites, the priests, so forth, places of worship, a pattern was given how to build the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. Later, a pattern is given to David as well as to Solomon, had to build the temple in Jerusalem. And also then, an aspect of the worship was performance in Levitical choirs, as well as what we would think of as a band playing instruments. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking here while you're talking about that. Yeah. I'm looking at First Chronicles 15, verse 16, just one of the places where that was done. David also, this is at the setting up of the tabernacle when it comes into Jerusalem. Uh, Dave, or when the ark comes into Jerusalem, I should say. David also commanded the chiefs of the Levites to appoint their brothers as the singers who should play loudly on musical instruments, on harps, lyres, and cymbals to raise sounds of joy. So there's a place where it was commanded. Yeah, and so God set forth particularly in his covenant and for his people Israel how he wanted them to worship God. I was thinking um, again in this um, passage in Second Chronicles chapter Uh, 29, and that speaks to this time when Hezekiah is leading restoration uh, of the of temple worship. That one of the things he needed to restore was also uh, the the musical worship offerings. In Second Chronicles chapter twenty nine and verse twenty six, the Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets. Then Hezekiah commanded them to offer the burnt offerings on the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord also began in the trumpets and with the instruments of David, the king of Israel. I like you're bringing up that issue of restoration. So the temple has gone by the wayside. The temple worship has gone by the wayside. Hezekiah is saying, I want to be what God wanted us to be. He looked back to how it was done Mm -hmm. originally. And so for him, as an Israelite, trying to restore the kind of worship that God asked of Israelites in that covenant, he looked back to what was what was told him yeah. in the scripture that he had. He looked back to the example that was set by those who were worshiping according to God's command there as that originated. I think that's a pretty powerful illustration for well, us. I think it's an important thing to remember because it, it even gets specific when particular prophets are mentioned, David, Gad the king seer, Nathan the prophet, who God used to communicate... This is the type of musical worship I want in my tabernacle. And that's from Second Chronicles chapter 29 and verse number 25. Having said that, we've been emphasizing, okay, here's this prescription of worship in the Old Testament, including these musical instruments, done by a selected priesthood. But we are New Testament Christians. 
And what is the pattern that God has set forth to be worshipped in this new covenant? One of the things we begin to see is that it's not just a class of people to be priests, to offer worship to God or musical worship to God, because all of the Christians now are priests. And what we see in the New Testament is the teaching to sing uh, in passages like Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. Um, Colossians chapter, I don't know if you have Ephesians 5, I'd actually mark Colossians 3 in my scripture. Well, you go ahead to Colossians, um, I'm, I'm looking up some of these as you bring yeah, it up. Yeah, okay, you go ahead so and Colossians 3 and verse 16, uh, in fact, I'd like to go in verse 15, it says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. What are Christians called into? One body, that is the church. We think about Christians coming together as a body, as a church, and there should be gratitude there. Verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. When Christians come together as a body, they teach and they admonish one another. How? By singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. There is an aspect of our communal worship, uh, the weekly assembly, in which we are to sing, and the purpose is, of course, to glorify God, grace in our hearts, but also to teach, to build up one another in the psalms, hymns that are selected and sung. One of the things... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, but I thought there you were is done. Not you breathed. I thought it was my turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it disappointing when people breathe? Yeah. Just hold your breath. But what is not mentioned in Colossians and Ephesians and these New Testament passages prescribing the worship of the church and the worship of Christians is musical <clears throat> instruments, playing musical instruments, those trumpets, those shofars, um, any of them, the cymbals, so forth, they are not mentioned in the New Testament. Uh, and we believe that that silence is significant, that God knows how to prescribe, to reveal, to authorize in a testament, in a covenant, the worship that pleases him. We are in a new covenant, a new testament. That worship does look different in a variety of ways than the worship of Old Testament Israel. I'm breathing again. But, <laughs> you know, one of the things on this is not seeing this just merely as some kind of rule of technicality, but recognizing there's also a reason behind this. And, you know, it, it's it's not simply, oh, we found a verse that said singing and it doesn't mince your instruments, so obviously not. Uh, though, I mean, honestly, that would be good enough for me to be truthful. But yep. I do... Go well, I just there are principles laid down throughout the scripture that you're not supposed to add to or take away yeah. from God's word. That's what in, uh, informs yeah. this perspective on the scripture. But one of the other aspects of this is I come back to our psalm, and yes, of course, in the psalm, it does talk about these instruments, but understand the psalms were written in the context of temple tabernacle worship. Yeah. Particularly but, if the Septuagint is right, and this is a psalm of David. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But guess what else we don't do? We don't use the temple or the tabernacle. We're not trying to rebuild a temple or the tabernacle. We're not trying to have the Ark of the Covenant. We don't have the sacrifices. All of those things are mentioned throughout the Psalms. And we have to learn how to take those from the Old Covenant and figure out, well, what is this referring to in the New Covenant? How, How is this fulfilled in the New Covenant? And most people are well aware that the temple is fulfilled in the New Covenant in the church, not yes. the church building, 
Not if a, if a church has a right. building, not their meeting place, but in the church. So here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. That's the temple. Mm -hmm. What is it? It's the combination of Jews and Gentiles coming together as the church. Uh, Hebrews 12 highlights that is the house of God. It is the city of God. It is Mount Zion. All of that. So we don't travel to Jerusalem to worship. Right. We don't build a temple to worship. We don't offer sacrifices because, of course, Jesus fulfilled those sacrifices. We, in our worship, fulfill those sacrifices, but we don't go killing animals either. And it's not because we don't like the Old Testament. It's not because we don't see the Old Testament as Scripture, as canon. It's because we understand the covenant we're under. That covenant was pointing to something else. The temple was pointing to Christ's church. The sacrifices were pointing to Jesus. The priests, as you said earlier, were pointing to all Christians. You, you look like you're wanting to jump in here. Well, I just I, I agree with what you're saying. And just to clarify, I know when, um, when believers, when Protestants, about 500 years ago, began to explore, let's add musical instruments to our worship. One of the reasons they did so was to say, look, Ephesians chapter 5 says we are to worship in psalms and hymns and spirituals, actually speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs is what it says. But they said, look, if, if it says psalm and the psalms say, like we read in Psalm 98, uh, you know, blow, blow the, the horn and shout to the Lord, then that's what we ought to do. That's what we ought to do. Anything that that psalm says should carry into Christian worship. But that is so selective for for what you just said. People say, well, I want to have instrumental music. I want to have an electric guitar. But what about burning the incense? And what about all the animal sacrifice? And what about the cherubim and the ark and so forth? All of that is talked about in the psalms. And before someone says, okay, well, let's bring in the incense. Let's bring in the dancing. Let's bring in, along with the instruments, I, I want to I note one more thing in Ephesians 5. Now, remember, Ephesians 2 is where we learned that the church is the temple. Right. And now when we get into Ephesians 5, we're learning a little bit about this church as it worships, and it contrasts it with the Gentile worship that was drunken debauchery. Yes. You know, a bunch of people drinking and coming together singing their old drunken songs. Here's what he says. He says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Yes. Now, today we get into all kind of Pentecostal conversations about that, but in Mm -hmm. Ephesians, remember, he's already talked about us being the temple that Mm -hmm. is what? Filled with the Spirit. He's already talked about we've been sealed by the Spirit. So we're going to be filled with the Spirit as his temple, and at the temple, we're going to do something. What are we going to do? We're going to, as the temple, we're going to do something. Address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Here it is. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Heart. I'm not Heart. I'm not saying this as some type of like technical rule. I'm pointing out that we actually have a picture between old and new covenant of temple worship. Mm-hmm. Temple worship in the old covenant had all of these physical manifestations, but they were all pointing to something. Yeah. The temple is pointing to the church, the priests are pointing to the Christians, the sacrifices are pointing to Jesus and to the worship, and the instruments were pointing to something too. And that is is that we as priests of God sounding upon our 
hearts, hearts. the melody of the worship that we bring to God. I'm going to suggest this is this is more than just a technicality. This is following the story of God. This is taking a look at what God has set up for us. This is the recognition that all of that was leading to something, and we want to be part of what it was leading to. We don't want to go back to the shadow. We want to be a part of the substance. That's exactly right. And Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 speaks to that. Therefore, by him, that is by Christ, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. This is how we're offering spiritual sacrifices today by singing and speaking these psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Well, Colin, we waxed eloquent, got on our pedestals and didn't get to, didn't, you didn't get to chime in very much. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're out of time. So here's what I'm going <laughs> to ask for you today. Would you lead us out in prayer? Yeah. Our dear Heavenly Father, again, we are so thankful for today and the time you've blessed us with. Lord, as we continue to dive down through your word, I pray that we we study it, we learn it, and that we try not to add things to it, but read it for how it is and apply those things to our lives, Lord. Lord, we love you and we're thankful for you and your son. In your son's holy name, amen. 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 Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.